couple of days. We'll move this herd across the river. Driving through the valley. Oh. <laughs> There's nothing like bringing in a herd. See, now that's great. Your life makes sense to you. <laughs> What's so funny? You city folk, you worry about a lot of shit. You all come up here about the same age, same problems. You spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope, and then, and then you think two weeks up here will time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. You stick to that and everything else don't mean... That's great, but... what's the one thing? That's what you gotta figure out. Good morning, Storyline, and it is good to be, and I am so glad to say this for the last time, apart together. Next Sunday is April 25th, and the staff and the council and our Sunday morning volunteers will be doing a dry run to prepare us for our first in-person gathering on Sunday, May 2nd, two weeks from today. That's going to be at 1030 at Lincoln Township Park in Stevensville. So this morning feels like an ending and a beginning all at the same time. And I really wanted to do something special, you know, to wrap up this long season of Story Online. And as I've been preparing for this, both this ending of Story Online and the beginning of in-person outdoor gatherings, I've rediscovered something about myself. I make a lot of to-do lists, like even more when I'm really busy. I found this out um, about myself in college. You know, I just assumed that everyone made to-do to -do lists, like lots of them. I mean, how else do you get anything done? And then one day my roommates found my supply of post-it notes, you know, the ones I wrote my to-do lists on. And they thought it would be funny to put them all over the apartment. So I came back from my class, from classes one day, and our apartment is covered with to-do lists for me, like Mike, please open to get cold food on the refrigerator. Or Mike, please brush teeth on the bathroom mirror. Or Mike, please push this when done on the toilet handle. Very funny, right? And it was, but until that point, I had no idea that I made more than the ordinary number of to-do lists. But I do, and I still do. And yes, I love it. I love to make to-do lists and cross things off. Sometimes when I accidentally or just randomly accomplish something, I'll actually go back, add it on my to-do list in the order that I did it in, and then cross it off. It's a problem. My friend Jim tells me that I over-function. And that's his really nice way of saying, Mike, you do too much and move too fast. And it's hard to deny that. So you have to imagine my surprise and the challenge I faced last week when I ran across a variation on the to-do list. It's called the to-be list. In his book, The One Thing, author Gary Keller writes, to-do lists tend to be long and to-be lists are short. One pulls you in all directions, the other aims you in a specific direction. One is a disorganized directory and the other is an organized directive. If a list isn't built around success, then that's not where it takes you. 
if your to-do list contains everything, then it's probably taking you everywhere but where you really want to go. Sound familiar? I hope not for your sake, but I know it does to me. It also reminds me so much of the very first words of Jesus as he rec- as recorded in the book of John. At this point in his life, Jesus isn't famous. In fact, no one really knows about him at all. But one guy, John the Baptist, who did have this huge following at the time, he sees Jesus walking by one day and he says to some of his followers, hey, that guy right there, there he is. That's the Lamb of God. And two of John's disciples jump up and begin to walk behind Jesus. I mean, like, literally following him. Jesus noticed this, this, stops, turns around, and this is the moment where we hear the very first thing he says to his very first followers. He said, what do you want? Isn't that interesting? It's not what you would expect, right? Not like, what do you need? Or what can I do for you? Not, hey, what should you be doing? Or what's on your to-do list today? But what do you want? Not as in, why are you following me? But just the opposite. More like, if you're following me, it's because you want something. What is it? What do you want? Maybe another way to put what Jesus is really asking is, what is on your to-be list? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, do you even have a to-be list? I don't. I've made thousands of to-do lists and never one to-be list. Can there be a better time than right now? to make a to-be list. I mean, the entire country is preparing to reopen. We are on the verge of rushing back into real life and all that that entails. Isn't this the perfect time to ask ourselves, what do I want? Like really, what am I after? What am I for? What is on my to-be list? Now we all know our reputation as Americans, for like being collectors. We are accumulators, and not just of stuff, but also of experiences. We aren't just materialistic, we are also experientialistic. I just made up that word. But you know what it means? We all know what it means. We've flirted with materialism long enough to know there isn't enough stuff in the world to fulfill us. That doesn't mean we've solved that issue, of course, but experience-ism, this quest for the next adventure, trip, vacation, activity, well, it can become just another form of materialism, of collecting things, too. We're collecting experiences. And of course, with the pictures posted on our uh, social media to go with it. Either way, accumulating things or experiences, both of these are what populate our to-do list. And that's very different than a to-be list. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not ripping on material or experiential good fortune. But at the end of the day, it isn't really what we want. That's why a new car doesn't get us for us, doesn't do it for us. And, And neither does climbing Mount Everest. And for one very important reason, we are not human doings. We are human beings. Our essence is not to do, it is about to be. In fact, the name of God in the Bible is a form of the verb 
to be. God tells Moses his name is I am. Or actually the literal translation is I am that I am. And I think this is exactly what Jesus is getting at here with his very first question to his very first followers. What do you want to be? Jesus is drilling down to our one thing. Keller has a really cool insight on how powerful that can be. When you want the absolute best chance to succeed at anything that you want, your approach should always be the same. Go small. Going small is ignoring all the things you could do and doing what you should do. It's recognizing that not all things matter equally and finding the things that matter most. It's a tighter way to connect what you do with what you want. It's realizing that extraordinary results are directly determined by how narrow you can make your focus. The way to get the most out of your work and your life is to go as small as possible. When you go as small as possible, you'll be staring at one thing, and that's the point. Now, we all know that this principle works. When my son Jimmy was growing up, he, he loved to play basketball. It was his passion, and he worked really hard at it. Still, he was often dissatisfied with how good he was. And yet, he had other passions. Basketball was not his one thing. And as a parent, I was glad of that. But every once in a while, when he would complain about not being as good as he wanted to be or as good as that guy on TV, I would joke with him, yeah, he may be better than you, Jim, at basketball, but I'll bet you would kick his butt at Call of Duty on PlayStation. And he got the point. When you read about the lives of the greatest athletes, from gymnasts to golfers to NBA stars, for much of their life, they aimed small. They knew exactly what they wanted and consequently focused on it with crazy intensity. They let everything else go and often then would become the very best. The lives of these great athletes were not dominated by these long meandering to-do lists. They were one simple focused to-be list. Knowing what we want. What we really want in life is a powerful force. Yes, hyper-focused, mega-successful people who know what they want often create unbalanced and fragile lives. But that's because they pick the very foolish one thing to want. But the problem most of us face, generally speaking, is not the unbalanced lives that comes from focusing on a foolish want. It's that most of us don't know what we want in the first place. Which brings us back again to Jesus' question. What do you want? What is on your to-be list? If I ask you right now to take a sheet of paper and write down at the top of it, I want to be, could you complete that statement? I tried this exercise myself this week and I came up with a pretty good list of things. And then I realized that that list was things that I should want to be. But to be honest, I'm not sure how many things were on there because they should be on there or because I actually really want to be like that. The philosopher Dallas Willard said, our lives are perfectly designed to give us the results we are currently getting. 
In other words, one way to see what you really want is to look at what you really have. Now, I'm not talking about our material or our experiential possessions, but actually what possesses us in our heart. Not the results we are currently getting in terms of what we have, but the results that we're currently getting in terms of who we are. This is what Jesus is driving at with this very first question to his very first followers. What do you want? It's really asking, who do you want to be? What do you wish that was true for you that isn't? The invitation of Jesus to his first followers is very simply that. Do you know who you want to be? Here is the amazing and incredible news. These first followers were caught as off guard as maybe we are right now. And so Jesus did something incredible. He invited them to take another step forward with him before they knew the answer to the question. It was like he was saying, if you don't know who you want to be, if you don't have a to-be list, well, And then this is the second thing he said. Come and see. Isn't that fascinating? You see, in religion, people are essentially asking the question, what do I have to do to get God to give me what I want? And here is Jesus turning that on its head. He's saying, following me is how you'll discover what you actually really want in the first place. I've been an actor on the stage Playing the role I have to play Getting tired, it's safe to say Living behind a masquerade No more performing out of fear Trying to keep my conscience clear It all seems so insincere I traded all to meet you And watch it burn To your heart I will return No one can love me like you do No, 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 no So why would I want a substitute?
finding something new Cause I need something different Different looks like you I'm losing my religion Finding something new Cause I need something different Different looks like you incredible job by Mike Cook and our Zoom band and, and they've been doing this for over a year and we're all so grateful to them and how cool is it that in two weeks on May 2nd when we get back together in person we'll get to hear them again live. We're also going to begin a series of gatherings that will consider who Jesus is inviting us to be, to become, to, you know to look at what's worth wanting and how we can discover all of this together in our very own way. I'm super excited about it. I know that the band and Kidport and all of our teams can't wait to get back together. I hope you'll join us on May 2nd and invite someone that you know to do the same, to come and see. Just maybe begin to make the very first thing on our to-do list, making our to-be list. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time and this opportunity to be together in this way. I thank you for um, the ability to do this the last year in a way that could keep us in touch with one another. God, I pray that over the course of the next couple weeks, as we prepare to go back in person on May 2nd, that you would um, watch over us, uh, bless all of the activity and organizations that's going on around that. And God, I pray that as we prepare as a nation to um, come out of lockdown and re-enter real life, that you would give us some time to consider our to-be list. Thank you for asking us the question, who do you want to be, and for the invitation to, to follow you to discover who that might be. God, I pray that as we log off this morning, you would help us to grow and remain open, alert, expectant, and dependent on you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you in person in two weeks.